You're listening to episode 69 of the Fat-Fueled Female Podcast. Welcome to the Fat-Fueled Female Podcast. I'm your host, Marcia Chow, a holistic nutritionist, personal trainer, and proud dog mama of two. I am obsessed with helping women achieve their goals, feel confident in their skin, and become empowered health advocates. This podcast is designed to help ambitious women thrive on a low-carb, high-fat lifestyle, so tune in each week as we talk all aspects of nutrition, improving your fitness, enhancing your mindset so that you can take inspired action and live your best life all starting from the inside out. I'm so happy to have you here. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fat-Fueled Female Podcast. Happy July. I cannot believe we are six months, six months deep into 2023. And a question I always like to ask clients and ask friends and ask myself is, where are you at mid-year? Have you set out and have you actually put into action the goals, the dreams, everything that you want to be working towards every day, every week, every month to step into that brighter, brighter, more beautiful, expansive version of yourself, whether that's health, whether that's fitness, whether that's relationship, whether that's career, whatever it may be. We always want to have the needle moving in a positive direction. So my apologies if my voice is a little bit scratchy. I've taken, I think, three or four weeks off of the podcast. I was traveling. I was in Denver. I had a bunch of social things. And through all of that fun and madness, I actually got sick. And this kind of correlates with my GI map, which I'm going to be going over in this episode so i'm still not a hundred percent it was terrible i actually couldn't talk for two days and it felt like when i would swallow i was swallowing razor blades it was the worst sickness it was viral and when i got back from denver i'd been gone for five days and my little sweetheart lola one of my dogs lola was so excited to see me And she was doing the zoomies all around my home and she tore her ACL. So that's been another thing looking after a handicapped dog. But, you know, the universe only gives you what you're capable of handling. So hopefully she is going to heal on her own. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, or potentially surgery. So... Apologies again for being a little bit MIA, but nobody would have wanted to hear my voice and I had no voice for a couple days. So I, if you caught uh, the last episode I released, I talked all about functional diagnostic nutrition and how I'm so amped up about being able to run all these functional labs for clients. And in doing so, I have ran five labs on myself and the title of this episode is The Power Behind the GI Map Test. And the GI Map Test is really the most comprehensive test you can do to understand your GUT, to understand your gut. And this is really important because, (coughs) excuse me, 70 to 80% of our immune system is in our gut. And why should you run a GI map? Well, first off, instead of relying on symptoms and guessing, let's test. Let's test, not let's not guess. Let's get concrete data based on your unique biochemistry that's going to be specific to you and only you. So on a GI map, why it's really bad, I'm going to go over some 
some of the healing opportunities in my GI map and what I was actually, what was actually interesting to me that popped out, that popped up, what didn't pop up. But you know, the reason why you would want to run a GI map test is to accelerate your healing journey, to accelerate your progress. If you have data that's specifically on your microbiome uh, and intestinal markers and all of these things, you're going to be so much more prone to take action because this lab data is comprehensive and it is specific to you. So a GI map tests our good bacteria, our commensal bacteria, our keystone bacteria. So our bodies have trillions with a T, trillions of bacteria. We actually have more bacteria in our bodies than human cells. So although there are trillions of bacteria on the GI map test, we test uh, approximately, I'm going to say around, let me just ballpark this. Let's just say about 12, 10 to 12 different strains of bacteria, like bifidobacteria, lactobacillus, uh, enterococcus. You don't need to know all these names. Um, With a client doing an entire GI map, when I would get a client in the future, when I'm able to run these labs, when I'm done my program, this would probably be about a 25 to 30 minute conversation, clinically correlating what's going on with that specific client, how long symptoms have been hanging around for, what they've been doing in the past that has helped, that has not helped, and then seeing where their where their labs are, right? So if I just get labs, yes, it's going to tell me so many oppor- so many healing opportunities in the body, so many deficits, where the body is in a deficit, where we need to add more money, where we need to build up that vital reserve. But without actually having that conversation with the client and talking through it and seeing what their symptoms are, the labs aren't going to help. It's like you're treating the paper. It's like Western medicine. They treat the paper and... Thank God we have Western medicine when we are sick, when we need antibiotics. You know, with my dog being injured, she's on some pharmaceuticals for her pain management. So Western medicine has its place, right? But Western medicine diagnoses and treats and treats the paper. As a holistic nutritionist, I don't diagnose or treat. And when I have my designation of being an FDMP, we don't diagnose or treat anything at all. We don't diagnose or treat anything specifically, but we work on supporting the entire body unspecifically all at once because your body is a vast, beautiful ecosystem. So Getting back to the GI map, yes, there are a bunch of of commensal good bacteria that we test and there are reference ranges of where we would like to see that bacteria. Now, on my GI map, my commensal, my keystone bacteria was really low. So that is a clue telling me that my immune system isn't doing so well. My immune system is downregulated. My immune system, (coughs) excuse me, is operating at 20 to 30%. And this all makes sense that this viral infection, if my keystone bacteria was higher, maybe it wouldn't have affected me so hard. And I know that I've been burning the candle pretty hard on both ends with business, with school, with all of this, all of the things, that this is a clear indicator that I need to slow down. I need to slow down and I need to fully support my microbiome. So the keystone bacteria are low for me. Now, for someone else, this is why testing is really important. If someone else's commensal bacteria is really high, that's not a good thing either. That could be a a clear indication of a lot of inflammation in the body. So again, there 
we all are very different. We all are very unique. So again, my commensal bacteria, that is the biggest healing opportunity in my body because they are really low. So I'm going to be taking some Megaspore probiotics for three months, and then I'm going to be taking um, some prebiotics to help support the probiotics. And for me personally, because I love data and I'm a nerd, I will retest and redo a GI map. I'm going to give myself about maybe four-ish, maybe five-ish months to see where my commensal bacteria is and see how, how much of an improvement it can be with Obviously, my nutrition, I am pretty confident that my nutrition is, I'm going to say a 9 out of 10. I never like to say 10 out of 10 because I always think we can improve. But there are some things I'm going to dial in a little bit more for my nutrition, especially based on these intestinal markers that came up. So the next thing I want to talk about is the opportunist bacteria that come up on here. So opportunist bacteria are not good bacteria. They are bad bacteria. We don't essentially want to see any bad bacteria on a GI map. Now, surprisingly, with how low my commensal flora is, I actually don't have that many opportunist bacteria that came up in my lab. Now, I am gonna bring this back to another lab that we run, which is referred to as the mucosal barrier assessment. And there's three markers on there, but just to simplify, there's one protein that we measure that sees that determines if our gut is opened, if our gut is leaky, and my gut was not leaky. So I bring that back to all the bone broth I religiously do, um, all the collagen I religiously do, all the glutamine I religiously do. And so that I think is part of my saving grace, why my opportunist bacteria isn't that high. But also what I didn't mention with the commensal bacteria being so low, I thought I repopulated with probiotics. I did a strain of antibiotics. Again, sometimes we do need this stuff um, in 2021. I had to do it. And apparently I did not fully repopulate my microbiome. So again, that's a really, this is a really great comprehensive test that we can see where your good bacteria is in relation to your bad bacteria. And depending where those ratios are, your protocol and your healing opportunities are going to be very different than anyone else's. Also on this lab, we test something referred to as H. pylori. Now, if you don't know what H. pylori is, excuse me, it is a type of bacteria that we will have that most people will have in their stomach, um, but some people will have too much. And when you have too much H. pylori, oh, my, my Lola's barking because she's sitting with me, Lola. Sorry about that. My apologies with Lola Bear. Both of my dogs, Rocco and Lola, are my five o'clock shadow. And because uh, she's injured, they're both in here while I'm podcasting. So let's get back to H. pylori. Again, it is a type of bacteria that most people will have in their stomach. But the problem is some people will have too much. And when someone has too much H. pylori, symptoms can be right after you eat, you feel really full. Um, it's uncomfortable. Maybe you, you even feel like super bloated. Um, it can feel warm. It can feel hot. Uh, it can feel like you have acid reflux. It can feel like you have heartburn. So it just doesn't feel good when you are eating you know, any type of food because your stomach already is super acidic. And with H. pylori, it can just kind of perpetuate that and cause a lot of discomfort in the stomach. So someone who has H. pylori, 
Ideally, the last thing you would want to take is apple cider vinegar or HCL pills because that's going to encourage H. pylori to burrow deeper into the stomach. And we talk about it, you know, um, apple cider vinegar or sorry, hydrochloric acid, which is stomach acid, um, as we start to age and If we are under a lot of stress, what a lot of people in the Western world are, our body stops producing as much HCL. Also, there is something referred to, which I talk to my clients about, the lower esophageal sphincter. Think of it as like a trap door or a lid from your stomach to your esophagus. That should be closed when your stomach is secreting stomach acid. But sometimes when people don't have enough stomach acid, that lid stays open and it causes that acid reflex. And it's because the stomach isn't producing enough. So what I'm trying, the point I'm trying to get here is you can't paint anyone with the same brush. If someone has H. pylori, they absolutely should not be taking hydrochloric acid, should not be taking apple cider vinegar. So how would you know what to do with your stomach? You would want to test. You would want to test and see where your levels of H. pylori are compared to the reference range and if you have any sort of valerians factors as well. So for my lab, I have H. pylori, but it is under lab reference range, and I do not have any valerians factors either. So for me personally, I'm not going to self-treat because I don't have those symptoms. Now, on the flip side, if I was working with someone and they were complaining that, you know, really full after eating, really hot belly, discomfort, I have acid reflux, I'm taking like over-the-counter Tums, or I'm been given a PPI from my doctor and then that would be a different conversation because maybe their maybe their H. pylori wasn't above lab reference range but their symptoms and what they're experiencing so that would be a conversation that I would have with a client deciding if they want to self-treat H. pylori or not so that's why I'm just sharing that it's important yes these labs are amazing and they give us so many potential healing opportunities in the body, but it's about not treating the paper and having these in-depth conversations with clients and fully understanding what they are experiencing. So for me, not treating H. pylori. Also on the GI map test, it shows um, fungi and yeast. Potentially if someone has excuse me, candida albicans or the candida candida species. It also, I didn't have candida or yeast on my GI map test. So lots of great information on here. It also talks about uh, inflammatory and autoimmune related bacteria and as well as commensal and inflammatory autoimmune related bacteria. So commensal, just like our good bacteria, that keystone bacteria, we will see this on a GI map where it becomes where we would want to maybe refer out to a doctor because again, I'm not a doctor, I do not diagnose and treat, is if these commensal autoimmune bacteria were above lab reference range okay and on the gi map test it is a five page comprehensive test and on the very first page it says pathogens so this is what so doctors will run will run this lab and if any of these came up such as salmonella or e coli or any of these came up this would be a direct referral that the client go see their general practitioner and figure out what they want to do 
based on these pathogens that are coming up. Maybe it's more labs, maybe it's some kind of um, treatment, but again, that is out of my scope. Lastly, I'm going to talk about, (coughs) excuse me, um, it picks up parasites, it picks up viruses such as Epsom-Barr. I luckily do not have any parasites. I do not have any worms either. So win for me. Lastly, uh, the great thing about this test as well, my voice is starting to go, but I'm going to, I'm going to truck through this. The last thing that, uh, the GI map test is intestinal health markers. And this is really beneficial because we can get a, a snapshot of how well you are digesting. So sciaticrit, that is a marker to see how well someone is digesting fat. Now, if someone's, this is just something to reference, if someone's stool is pale and it's floating, that's an indicator that you may not be digesting fat very well because fat floats, fat right? Fat floats. Your stool should not be pale and it should be sinking to the bottom of the toilet. It also tests another marker referred to as beta-glucuronidase. This is an enzyme and this gives us an idea of how well your body is doing in, there's three phases of liver detoxification. This gives us an idea of how well your body is doing in phase two liver detoxification. And lastly, I'm going to talk about the immune response. So secretory IgA, is the biggest immunoglobulin in the body and this gives us an idea of how well the immune system is functioning. It also tests anti-gliadin IgA and that shows how well someone is doing in response to gluten. My personal recommendation for all clients is to remove gluten for three months. And if this lights up like a Christmas tree on a lab, well, it gives people even more more data and more context why they should absolutely remove gluten from their nutrition. So that's all folks. That's all I'm going to give today. Again, (coughs) my voice is still a little bit scratchy. Uh, Again, I would be going over this with a client. Um, It would be a longer conversation than this because it's that back and forth and explaining different, you know, different types of bacteria, what they specifically do, the keystone bacteria, the phyla bacteria, the family bacteria, um, some of the, you know, more in depth of the opportunist bacteria, you know, the young, the youngest, the fungus and yeast. And then, you know, if someone had parasites or viruses or worms, that's another completely different story. So I hope this information gave you, um, I hope this podcast episode and this information give you insight on how many healing opportunities um, you can find in your, in your microbiome, in your immune system based on this test. And I'm so happy I did it because I really absolutely have to repopulate my microflora, my good bacteria, especially if I'm trying to be a mom soon, you know, the amount of microflora you have is indicative of how much your baby will get. So I definitely need to upregulate how well and not how well, I definitely have to, (coughs) excuse me, upregulate my microflora. 
So if any of this interests you, I will be able to run these labs on clients in September-ish. That's what I'm mapping it out for. If any of this interests you, I will be coming out with a program called Lab Fit Nutrition, and it's going to be all on functional lab testing, really getting you to understand what's going on in your body, stop chasing symptoms, get more to the root, and support the entire ecosystem all at once. So if this interests you, I'm going to drop a link for the waitlist for the program, just any interest, and you'll be first to know when I'm able to run the labs and when LabFit Nutrition is up and ready to rock. So thanks for hanging out with me today. Have a beautiful rest of your day and enjoy the second half of 2023. And let's get, if you haven't hit your goals that you've mapped out in the six months, what better time to start mapping it, mapping them out right now and start taking action on becoming that brighter, more expansive, beautiful version of yourself. Thanks for hanging out and I'll catch you next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. And if you feel you got some extra value from this episode, it would mean the world to me. If you could head over to Apple Podcast or whatever service you're listening to this podcast on, drop a five-star review. Let me know your thoughts on the show. Doing this really helps more people like yourself find the podcast. And if you're not already following me on social media, right now is the time. You can find me on Instagram at Marja Chow for all your nutrition tips, tricks, and inspiration, or visit my website at fatfueledfemale.com where you can download my free seven-day keto meal plan with recipes. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I will catch you next week.